So a quick note about this episode. It's already hard enough to get us all together uh, to record an episode, as you'll kind of hear in, in this episode. Um, but we also, after recording it, found that we had some technical difficulties with the recording. Uh, I had so many difficulties, I'm not even in it. So it actually ends uh, pretty abruptly, but we'd rather get it out to you than not have anything this month. So here it is. Enjoy. Welcome to the Extraordinary Culture Podcast, podcast for the culture that is music, movies, sports, food, beer, the extraordinary culture. All right, it's been too long. I know. My schedule has been crazy, but I told you guys record without me. So yeah. it's hard, man. You're the you're the heart and soul of this thing. Insane. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I know. I think I'm the only one who's had. Shop. Go ahead, man. Rick. No, I'm just saying. I think I'm the only one who's had any kind of semi availability. I don't know. After I'm done here, I gotta go. We're supposed. To, they Mike wants to go work on the shop tonight. So, do you guys? <sighs> do you guys have a? Now. Do you have an ETA date right now? Or right now, we're trying to be ready to go by Black Friday. Um, but so on Monday we started using jackhammers, and it I saw that destroyed our backs. Uh, <laughs> his his backs all inflamed. My backs inflamed. It's like, dude, I can't use I can't be using a jackhammer. I, mean, I with what I do, no, nah, dude, this ain't gonna work. Um, <clears throat> we either need to get somebody else in here to do it, or, uh, you know, we can come back to it. Let's, you know, let let our backs kind of heal, yeah. and then we'll come back to it. But he also was talking about bringing in. He's got a couple of buddies that are like general labor construction guys. Oh, that's good. Uh, just like workers. Yeah. And he said he goes. I could throw them. I could throw them a couple bucks, and you know, we could throw them a couple bucks, and then uh, they'll they can come in here and, and do all this shit for us. Just like, go to Perfect. Home Depot and go like this. Four guys. Four guys. I don't see on. anything. I only see Rick. No. <laughs> go to Home Depot, He's holding guys, up his four fingers, saying, "Give me four people. Give me four people." Yeah. <laughs> and there's buy them lunch and tamales, and they'll be good. You know, there's always a tamale lady no, outside of Home Depot. Yeah, dude, these guys, these these guys want these guys want like eighteen bucks an hour. <laughs> oh, you don't these want day labor, are, uh, I, which I mean, I get it, and I'm actually not even mad at it. I just it's just funny because it's like, yeah, you go to Home Depot, these guys are not charging those old school Home Depot prices. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's not ten dollars in a sandwich. <laughs> no, it is certainly not. <laughs> it, it is certainly not. But, so were you guys worried? I mean, uh, it's coming along though. Uh, no, hmm? keep going, keep going. Oh, no, that's that was all. So I was gonna ask. Your tar- I have a question for you though, really quick. So your target date is Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the new possible collabs with Art of Dedication and Taco Saddle will be ready by that those days? They're not collaborations. They're just uh, we're gonna carry Miguel's clothing line, and I might even try to let have Gabe let me carry some of the art of dedication stuff. 
Um, and then I'll have the Vinnie Vulture stuff. I haven't. So we're going to Tennessee uh, Labor Day weekend, and we're going to be out there for about five days. And then when we get back, I'm actually going to take a couple days off from work, and we're going to sit down, and I'm going to order shirts, hats, hoodies. I'm going to order, uh, like, beer koozies. I'm going to order, uh, 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 like, little knickknack things that we can use to, like, uh, to market Vinnie Vulture. And then uh, we're going to start placing orders for other things. But, like, as far as the apparel and everything goes, uh, I just got to let Miguel know. I, I already told him. I said, we're just we're in the middle of building it right now. So there's no need for, for you to bring anything. Um, but when you were ready, you know, yeah, bring me some stuff. And yeah. we'll, we're going to get we're, we're going to get uh, merchandising tables. We're getting racks for for shirts. We're getting racks for hats. We're getting all kinds of stuff because on the walls, there is this tracking system and this tracking system. Uh, it it is a bunch of accessories that work with it. And we know where to go online for all those accessories. And they're not that expensive. Like you're talking like five or six bucks a piece, although we need quite a bit of them. But I mean, you know, a couple hundred bucks and we're going to have a nice little setup of stuff that we could use like hanger, like hanger racks, uh, hat racks, um, stuff like that, shelving units. So we've, we've got like all kinds of stuff that that we can use with that tracking system. So it, it winds up working out pretty, it'll work out pretty well. Oh, nice. So the retail space is easily going to be slotted in there. That a lot of, yeah, effort. yeah, yeah. They're just, they slide right in. Yeah. No, I was so. just going to comment earlier. Um, were you guys using any sort of, of weight belt or back brace when you were doing that jackhammer stuff or were you just going to town? Hell no. <laughs> no, we were just going to town with it. You're an old man, man. You need. I've never used now. one before, so you I need don't back know. support now. Not dude, even, not dude. even in uh, football. Okay. You, you have a weightlifting belt. I mean, in football, I used a weightlifting belt, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. Like I said, I've never used one of these things before. <laughs> um, like I think once I helped someone use one, and even then, like I didn't use it all, but like 15 minutes, and then there were so many other people there that everybody else used it, so. Uh, when, when it came to me using using this one, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of like watched Mike. Okay, this is how Mike's doing it. And then I even someone uh, Shorty and another friend of mine told us that we were using the wrong bit. I was like, well, oh, Fox used yeah, it before. That. It was one of the Miley's, so, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that uh, he said you're using the wrong one. And Shorty even said he goes, dude, you guys were using the wrong bit. I was like, it got the job done. He goes, yeah, but there's another bit that'll make it easier. And I was like, oh well. <laughs> I've never used one before, so I'm just, You're just I'm learning Mike's as I leading. go along. And I learned a very valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He he was leading, and I was just kind of going with it. So, um, yeah, I paid a price. Paid a price for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. You've but, been taking the. Um, uh, you've been getting those herbal treatments though for it, right? Oh, for your dude, back I haven't. Okay, I. I have had no, I haven't had much of a desire to smoke because even with all this stuff going on, like my everything just hurts. And and then we were inhaling concrete and uh, drywall dust for like a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Like so, like my sinuses are all jacked up. I've I got I kind of got a little a little under the weather, but I'm better. I'm feeling a lot better now, but still just like 
I really had not much of a desire to, to do As, anything like that. Well, that makes sense. I mean, feeling under the weather with, with all that the dust and things that are kicking up and messing on your system. But uh, I figure at least it's a yeah. muscle relaxer. Oh, yeah. You, uh, uh, taking a lot of like ibuprofen. Yeah, I've been go. taking a lot of that. What you need to do is that's get some helping. of your that, 800 milligram ibuprofen. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm taking. Yeah, I gotta go down to Mexico. I started with morning. one, but like today, uh, I took Chris. Chris's birthday was uh, a couple weeks ago, right. and when when it was uh, setting up her, I was trying to set up a birthday present for her. Just I was gonna take her to brunch, a really nice brunch. There's a uh, uh, the the boat we're getting, the company we're getting married through, Hornblower or City Cruises. Mm-hmm. They also do a Sunday brunch buffet. So we went. I took her took her there because I wanted to try some of their food and I just wanted to see like what it was all like and uh, mm-hmm. so we we did we did the brunch this morning but man my back my sciatic nerves on both ends on both sides are just like super inflamed right now oh. and I took two eight hundred uh, ibuprofens and by the time I got to Newport I was like okay I can walk and I feel fine okay well, I'll just ride this out and see how it goes mm-hmm. it's doing pretty good I mean I'm Still, kind of, I'm starting to kind of feel it a little bit more right now, but uh, yeah, well, I'll live. <laughs> I had a coworker one time who took three of them at once. Oh, oh fuck. snap! While working, and I'm like, "How are you standing?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> they man. Feel no pain. No. Feel no pain. Remember when Junior was able to get us that CD- CBD water from Tyson's Ranch? Oh yeah. Okay, oh. so I ha- I took a CBD water. I drank that or half of it. And I had an 800 milligram ibuprofen. I knocked the fuck mm-hmm. out. It was one of the best sleeps I've had ever had in my life. <laughs> That'll happen. That will happen. This is how lightweight yeah. I am. I, I took 10 milligrams of CBD and I had the best nap of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a thousand milligram uh, CBD oil that's like in a tincture for a little dropper. Mm-hmm. I'll take three of those, and then and I'll feel I'll feel it'll help. It'll help. It does, I don't get all jacked up, but <laughs> it helps. You're not taking like those six of those uh, 500 milligram stars of death like Joey Diaz used to do. <laughs> Remember, he used to take like six of them. It's all Lee. Take another one. Take another one. Fuck it. We just had some more shit than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> they told me that he would get on a plane. And he'd take like six of them. He's all, dog, I'm going to have a fucking nervous breakdown. I don't know what the fuck is going on. He's all, <laughs> he goes, goes, if I go out of control, just fucking slap me on my fucking ass because I don't know what I'm going to do. And he just fucking <laughs> write that shit out. But like I heard yeah. he's like, he slowed down so much that he'll smoke like half a joint. And he's like, fuck, how the hell did I eat those stars of death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, what's the most I've ever taken on a plane? Um, I think the most I've ever taken on a plane is like 80, 80 milligrams of, of, uh, like edibles. So most of those edibles come in like 10 milligram little candies. Yeah. I'll pop like eight of them and then just let it ride. 80 is enough for me. I don't, I don't need like all of that. I want to be somewhat coherent or, or else I'll just throw my sunglasses on, on in the plane and just kind of sit there in front of my, my iPad and just like watch a movie or something, <laughs> watch YouTube videos. Hey, so how did your buddy in the Olympics do? Oh, man. So 
okay, his I only saw two races with him. I, I think that's pretty much all they did was like a qualifier and then the final. Mm-hmm. Um, he won. He actually won the first match. So our first race, he took first and then uh, uh, let's see, took first. And then his teammate, his teammate, who's another guy that I cut, he took first in his race. So both of my clients made it to the finals. Uh, and they were both, they both started pretty strong. And then, um, let's see, Joris, my, my guy, the one that lives here in Corona, he started in third and then got all the way to first. And at the very last turn, right before the race was going to finish, his bike slid from underneath him and he was, oh, shit. he didn't even, he didn't even finish the race. Yeah, it was, uh, I was so sad. I was so heartbroken for him. Cause I saw, well, I, I didn't, we didn't get to watch it live, but we watched it like the day after. Okay. So, because even like another one of his teammates who's from France, but he lives in like he lives in Orlando, and then he also lives here in Corona. He uh, he rides dirt bikes, and he came and got his haircut. And he was telling me he he said he's gonna race tomorrow. He's gonna race tomorrow. So I waited all day, didn't see anything. I was like, oh shit, all right, well, uh, whatever. And then the next day, my mom called me. She was on her lunch at work. She texted me and said that that they were gonna race to this day. So that's why I thought it was like a, a one day delay. Yeah. So the uh, Olympics or, always or, delayed. Or, li- or live in Tokyo and uh, the delay yeah. time wise to get to prime time or whatever here, whatever yeah. time slot they did. So I have a question for you. Was he born in France or does this just have a French lineage? Like we have Mexican lineage. No, no, no. He's from he's from like Lyon, France or something like that. Okay. Because I know there's like all these weird complications. Like I know Greek, like if you're grand Greece. Like you could like still play for the uh, be on the Green Olympic team, um, mm-hmm. so that's why I was, that's why I was inquiring because I thought like maybe he had like a, a, a past relative that was from France and like you know he grew up in America because I don't think mm-hmm. BMX is as big in France as it is in the United States and they're just looking for anybody who's willing to play. No, 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 it's huge everywhere. Oh no, wow, it's huge, it's huge everywhere. In fact, um, um, this past weekend they just had the World Championships. Uh, I don't know where, but they just they just had them. Both of those guys went and raced. Uh, Romain Macau and Joris Dewitt, my two guys, they were racing in the world championships too. So, and it's from from all over. They have no, it's pretty crazy, man. They have they have tracks like everywhere. I didn't even realize it was still a thing, but it is. It's a pretty big thing too. Uh, my knowledge comes from Excite Bike on the Nintendo. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously he makes enough. He this is his only job, and he has a house in Eagle Glen, and, you know, his wife doesn't work. He has his wife's She's not even from America. She's from South Africa. And then he's got a kid, so, I mean, it's enough. He does really well, so. Well, good for him. That's I'm pretty glad to awesome. see that somebody that you know is in the Olympics. Like, you know, you could always say, hey, I was in the Olympics. <laughs> My haircut made it to the Olympics. <laughs> That's what I like to say. My haircut made it to the Olympics. I just hope Covered by a helmet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, a sticker to put on his helmet or on his bike or no, because they have paid sponsorship tickets. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. He ain't putting anything like that on there. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be we'll be good enough to be able to sponsor somebody like him. But until then, no. I just well, I when I when I cut his hair I, I told him I go this one's on me you know it's uh not a sponsorship thing it's just uh you know good luck this is this is me telling you good luck cuz just don't I don't want you to pay for your haircut he's like no 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 I pay I pay and I was like nah it's all right 
We're good. Don't <laughs> worry about it. All right. So, Rick, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? I am drinking. It is the Wish Push Wheat. It is from uh, Belching Beaver Brewing Company. It's one of the collaborations they're doing for the Lazy Dog Beer Club. Their release, um, their quarterly release for members came out on uh, Wednesday. So I picked it up on Friday, had dinner over there and picked it up. Very nice. And I'm drinking one drinking? of my, my favorite beers, the Hello High Watermelon by 21st Amendment. It's a wheat beer brewed with watermelon. It's nice. a seasonal release, and it comes out like around Memorial Day usually. Mm-hmm. And I always pick this up. I love it. This is one of my favorite beers. I went to my local Ralph's looking for it. They didn't have it, so I had to drive another mile up the road to go to um, BevMo to find it. Mm-hmm. And my wife saw, there's a liquor store across the street from the house you could have gone to. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I knew BevMo <laughs> would have it for sure. Well, yeah. Do they have it at that liquor store? They have everything. Dude, they got like $400 bottles of fucking whiskey and shit at that liquor store. You look you at know. it from the street, and you'll be like, what? I mean, it's like, it looks worse than El Cerrito. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I was going to say, that's happening a lot, though. You hear, you hear about that a lot. Some of these uh, hole-in-the-walls getting some decent beers now. Because yeah, y'all have a place to go. They have a place to distribute to now. Mm-hmm. Some of these... Uh, not I wouldn't say lower end, but like these like places where you would never imagine that they would pop up. There's just so many of those types of liquor stores, and yeah. I think those owners are starting to realize that they can get this kind of stuff. So why not it's bring a, it in if they can? And there's a market for it with with uh, so many people enjoying different types of beer that being able to get it nearby is a benefit to them. And it's easy mm-hmm. for them because somebody comes in and goes, hey. I'm a distributor for X, Y, and Z beer. Uh, can we get some of the product in there? You know, and the guy's got Budweiser and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he wants to get more of a different clientele in there. He puts that stuff in there and it sells. Yep. And if it doesn't sell, you, you you get rid of it quickly. They don't have to pay for their shelf space or they're not being paid by shelf space and all that marketing stuff like the bigger grocery stores and seven lambs and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely worked it. Cheers, both wheat beers today. Um, the one that came out with this too, there was another one. It was a black IPA, and it was surprisingly tasty. And that was from a collaboration with Melvin. I but, am drinking water. <laughs> but if you're looking into it, man, uh, Dan, it's it's thirty five dollars a quarter for the Lazy Dog Beer Club. Mm-hmm. And they give you as soon as you sign up, they give you thirty five dollars off your your restaurant bill. They um they give you a, a pint glass, they give you uh, an eight pack of their house beers, and then it's thirty-five a quarter. So the next time I'll pay is October first. It's thirty-five, and then every month I go in, I can get a free sample flight. Mm-hmm. So it's a three pack of eight ounce eight ounce tasters. I do uh they give you priority seating, you get uh like ten percent off of your online orders. Mm. And then every quarter you get an eight pack of beers that they collaborated with. That's awesome. Okay. I love so, Lazy Dog. Yeah. It's one of like so, my wife's and I's favorite restaurants. Yeah, we've and slowly then, become appreciative of it too, yeah. It's, it was really nice for us because when we were dating, it was in between um, Alhambra and Ontario. So it was right in the middle. We could meet up. Mm-hmm. And they have like really good food there. Yeah, I haven't had anything that I haven't liked. And there's there's some good keto options even for when Alicia 
wants to go out to eat. It's not a struggle having to to adjust things. Mm-hmm. The menu's set up with a couple of de- things she can do pretty easily. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll talk about what Batman doesn't do. <laughs> and we'll talk about some He-Man shit. All right. All righty.
All right, X. What did you think about Masters of the Universe? Is it called Masters of the Universe, or what is it called? Yeah, it's called Masters of the Re- Universe Revelations. And it was directed gotcha. by Kevin Smith. Now, I had a lot of high hopes for this. Now, we were talking, and remember, like, you know, with He-Man, people remember the toys. They don't remember anything else. The mm-hmm. toys are good. If you ever watch the episodes, they fucking suck. I'm sorry. Well, we were. Episodes, uh, what what year was that? Let's let's be fair. What what year was this? Like eighty. Uh, that 82, was ninety-three. It was eighty-three, yeah, eighty-four. Like, okay. I remember okay. I was going in the second grade when the when it came out. So, like anything, it does not age well as you age. Sure. Like remember watching the eighteen. Eighteen was fantastic. Then I watched this. I go, these guys are elite guys, and they're supposed to be like high-priced mercenaries. And they always do shit for free. So what the hell? How do they get their money? Because <laughs> they're anyway, amigos. Oh wait, never mind. So anyway, going back to He-Man Revelations. So I watched the first one, and I'm not gonna give any spoilers because everybody here has already heard this shit already. He-Man dies, and He-Man and Skeletor die in the first episode. How soon in that first episode does he die? Um. About maybe two ter- two thirds or three quarters into it. Okay. Maybe towards the it was closer to the end. It wasn't like you know they let it play out. Okay. No, no, no. It was no more like halfway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said if so, I didn't think it was early, but I I didn't think it was late though either. I thought it was right. about halfway. Yeah. Into it. So he man dies, <coughs> and then basically the rest of it is what happens to Eternia because there's no more magic left in Eternia. So Orko gets sick. Evil Lynn doesn't have any magic. Uh, and now this the cult, one of the cults they had is turned into a cult of technology because technology is stronger than magic. Remember, Eternia existed with technology and magic. Now there's only technology. And <clears throat> the plot is just finding how they could bring back magic to Eternia. And it's only six episodes. And you're just like, it tells like rehash of stories. Now, Tila gets disappointed because she finds out that Prince Adam and He-Man were one of the same and that everybody kind of knew this and nobody told her. That's why she was disappointed. And she goes telling, like, stories of He-Man and, like, how he tells bad jokes. But he goes, goes, you got to remember, He-Man was 14 years old and he spent his whole life in the palace, so he had no outside interaction with people. So that's why his jokes were so bad. (laughs) So I enjoyed it, but not as much as I thought I was. Like, I watched it, and then I continued watching it just to finish the series. Like, I almost said, like, yeah, this is kind of lame. How is it called Master of the Universe or He-Man, and we're not seeing He-Man? Mm-hmm. So. I think that's what kind of everybody hinted at, is it wasn't, everybody kept calling it He-Man, 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 but it's Masters of the Universe. So that's like, it's like when we can kind of hint at Star Wars and Star Wars is is a universe it's not Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah well we think of a Star Wars we think of it as a Skywalker saga mm-hmm. it wasn't until very recently that they started branching outside the Star Wars saga with Rogue One Solo and even Solo is loosely connected to the Star Wars the, the Solo saga along with Rogue One it wasn't until mm-hmm. truly even the Mandalorian is, has a connection to the Star Wars saga, or the Skywalker saga. It's not going to be for a while till we start seeing stuff that are, is outside the, Star, the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you mention Masters of the Universe, 
What's the first thing you think of? What's He-Man. the only thing you think of? <laughs> He-Man. The only thing you think of is He-Man. And Skeletor. <clears throat> yeah. And Skeletor, yeah, sure. Wait, what happens? Doesn't something happen to Skeletor, too? Skeletor dies also. Yeah, d- dude. I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I appreciated the fact that Kevin Smith was going to be doing this, but then now I'm also hearing that he wasn't even a, a He-Man fan to begin with anyways. He's too he old. Just kinda, he just, yeah, he was a little uh, bit past his past his prime. So you brought somebody on to to restart something that everybody was kind of hyped about uh, because it's supposed to be He-Man, and then they, they got this. And it's just kind of like, ah, uh, it's kind of lame. You know, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes tried to give it some bullshit 98% rating, and then the fans just demolished it. So it yeah, just Yeah, it was the like, user ratings, the viewer ratings that knocked it to hell. Yeah. Well, because everybody had a level of expectation, and it just, it wasn't that. It was completely the opposite. You know, okay, if you're going to kill him off, I mean, did you really have to do it in the first episode? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have waited till, like, the end of the first season or something? I mean, at least you would have gave everybody, you know, what they wanted. But... Now, this is only season part one of season one. So we have to see what's going to come next. Do you even so think I'm, they're going to do that? Um, it's already in the can, and I since I watched all the episodes, it left you with a cliffhanger. Yeah, but if it's so been think, demolished like that bad, do you really think they're going to go forward with the second, the second half? Who knows? With Netflix, you never know. Netflix is quick to cut things if it doesn't do well. They are. They are. Um, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, though. Think about the Transformers movie. The Transformers movie, Optimus Prime was killed in the first 10 minutes. And Negatron was killed within the first half hour. Mm-hmm. Would we get the same crap today from that that He-Man's getting here? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it's possible. I mean, it, it, again, I, I get that He-Man is a niche market. Yeah. Very niche. Oh, very and, much. But, you know, but those are the people that you were supposed to be catering to, though, too, mm-hmm. as well. Because... There isn't much of a market, and if you just de- destroyed the market that you were trying to cater to, well, of course those people are gonna they're gonna give you a bunch of grief about it. And from what I, I heard, Kevin Smith was crying on his or he was upset, he was tearing up and really emotional about all of it. But I mean, yeah, that's that was just what I seen. I I had watched a I had read some articles, watched some YouTube videos about people talking about it, and everybody kind of was in agreement by saying, you know. One, Kevin Smith wasn't a, a He-Man fan. They had to basically convince him to do this. And two, I mean, he didn't really see... It seemed like this was the direction that he wanted to go, and that was kind of a mistake. Probably shouldn't have done that. But, mm-hmm. eh, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll, they'll learn from this and not fuck with our shit. <laughs> you know who else is fucking with our shit is DC. Oh, DC's always been fucking with everything. DC's... Shit. Marvel is too now, apparently. But DC's fucking with Batman shit. So yeah, so what what is this? What what you guys were telling me? You guys were kind of so, alluding to this. Yeah, apparently there was in in a, a mini series or a one off, there was a scene that uh, hinted at the fact that Batman was going down on uh, Catwoman. <laughs> and DC came out and said that Batman would never do that as a hero. The old t- tuna tickler. <laughs> no, apparently not, because that's the way DC says. Nope, Bat- hero would not do that. 
Mm, damn, that hero's a slouch. <laughs> hey, that guy's a loser. <laughs> that was a that was a subplot of Sopranos that Uncle Junior was eating pussy. <laughs> I'm serious. It was like a whole subplot. He's like, "Don't tell those people that I eat pussy." Because it goes, "Why?" Because if you eat pussy, that means you'll suck a dick too. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Crazy ass Italians. I mean, like, what the fuck? I go now. People are fucking eating ass like it, it ain't nothing, man. Eating eating ass is like getting into the second base or the second date now. <laughs> I mean, people are just doing all kinds of shit. It's because nobody sees anybody anymore. I know. When everybody's <laughs> talking about it, it's like, anyway, yeah. So apparently, Batman doesn't eat pussy. But one of the writers came up with a thing and showed Batman eating, going down on a Catwoman in costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a comic, or is this just somebody just drew it up? I think somebody just drew it up. But it was gotcha. like a professionally. I mean, it looked like uh, common quality art. So. Sure. Wow. Wow. Hmm. And well, you know, do it or you don't. Okay, so what it was is it was the third series of the Harley Quinn uh, DC show, which is which is a hard R um, animated series anyway. So they were going to have What's the moment in it. Um, I Probably know it was part of the DC. It was part of the DC Universe streaming service. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I don't know if that's connected to HBO Max or not, but I guess there was going to be a scene where this was happening. And they got the notes back saying, you can't do that. Heroes don't do that. <laughs> Which, like I said, the Harley Quinn series is already a pretty hard R. Mm-hmm. So it would have been an amusing scene, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So all in, all, all in all, honesty, only person, only DC, or excuse me, would be Captain America because he's like a Boy Scout. <laughs> he'd be like no we don't do that that's just not right you know yeah, captain, america, came up and... captain america's black now so uh, that's that's their thing no, they, I mean, it's, it's it's 2021 <laughs> man we can we can do these things hell uh robin just came out as bisexual so why can't batman yeah. get down on somebody see there you there you go x <laughs> which robin <laughs> okay so yeah i that was my first question too when i when i saw the, the headlines on this it's Tim Drake. Okay. It's Tim Drake. But when I first saw this, my first thought went to Dick Grayson. Because I'm like, Dick Grayson will, will fuck anything that moves. So I can see him being by. Yeah, because he went out with that tiger lady. He went out with, didn't he date that with the, uh, the, the female Green Lantern too? I think he did. He dated, uh, let's, he was the one who dated Starfire too, right? Yeah, Starfire. So... Uh, he's had he's had romantic relationships with so many female superheroes. I'm like, it's just enough. He just needs to go to the males at this point. He's it makes sense. All to me. the wills. Yeah, Good but for it, him. but it but it but it's not. It's Tim Drake. It was that Batman number three for those who are keeping count. So Dick Grayson's the original Robin. Yeah. Jason Todd was the one that was killed by the Joker, who became the Red Hood when he got resurrected. Tim Drake was the next Robin because he was so like, I kind of miss Robin. Why don't we bring him back? And the fourth Robin is Damian Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's son. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's still canon anymore because I've lost track. Yeah. Then you have the Dark Knight Returns Robin from like 30 years in the future still. Yeah. But uh, no, I really, I really did think. And when I first saw the headline, I'm like, it's not going to be a Damian Wayne. It's definitely not going to be Jason Todd. And, um, you know, but I didn't think about Tim Drake at first because I'm like, Tim Drake is Red Robin now. He's kind of got that 
slightly alternate identities. So, but I'm like, yeah, to everybody, it's just a Robin. So, and at this point, is it even a big deal anymore? No, it shouldn't be. And and apparently, the comic doesn't make it out to be a really big deal. It's it's the idea that um, you know, one of these boys, it's like trying to find something worth fighting for, and it's another it's another superhero, and they end up he ends up asking Tim out, but not in not as Robin as Tim and Tim agrees to it. You know, that's about all it is. I mean, I'm at the age when I remember it was a big deal when Roseanne kissed a girl, when Ellen DeGeneres came out yeah. on her TV show. Nowadays it's like, Oh, there's a gay character. Okay. Who cares? I mean, I go so far back. Remember that old TV show soap mm-hmm. and Billy Crystal's character was gay. And it was like, mm-hmm. this, he's a homo. It was, they never said gay. He was a homosexual. He was a homosexual. Yeah. And I remember somebody calling me, "Are you a homo?" I'm like, "Yeah, like the guy on a on a soap. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, he's funny." Uh, and homo I was sapien? like, <laughs> "Yeah." And I you remember how, like, you think of actors from the past, how it was such a big deal to hide that they were gay. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about like Rock Hudson, Liberace, and there's so many others that we that never came out or we don't know about or that we you know. It wasn't until after their death that we found out. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like, oh, they're gay. Yeah, I, like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew that. It's like, cool, good for them. That's about yeah. it. It's, 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 we're at that point now where it's not that very much big deal in society anymore, mm-hmm. which is good, which is good. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, another uh, bisexual character talking about that is Loki. Yeah. And uh, that was a good series. I enjoyed it. Dan, did you get to watch the I, whole series? I, I didn't watch I didn't watch it. Uh, I wanted to. I just haven't had a chance to. And I want to watch it. Like I really always think the shop. I can watch everything at the shop. No, I can't. <laughs> I uh, start cutting and it's on. And I miss. I miss everything. So it's like mm-hmm. ah. By the time I by the time I get home, I'm. I don't watch anything really. Lately, I've just been. I'll come home, go straight to bed because I got to get up early and do it all over again. Yeah. So. Um, That's what my life's yeah. been for the last six weeks. Yeah, Especially you you're going after 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 cutting hair, going to the to the new shop and working on the construction there. Yeah, everyone's everyone trips out when I when I tell them about that that I'll I cut hair all day and then I I've got to go do construction. Well, you can't do construction during the day, mm-hmm. so we have to wait till after the mall closes. Technically, yeah. and really, it's just as soon as both shops on either side of us are closed, then then we can get started because there's there no one go. there to complain. Right. So, and I'm sure the office closes before they do anyway. Oh yeah, office closes at like four or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think five. So, so anytime after like five, six o'clock. Yeah, it's not a long series though. It's only about six episodes. Mm. So it moves pretty quick because they're all you know under an hour, just about an hourish. Mm. And uh, okay, really cool. Sets up. Uh, sets up a lot of stuff in terms of, of the new big baddie, Kang the Conqueror. Um, he'll be in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Um, breaks up the whole the whole multi-universe idea. Now the multiverse idea is there. Because what they've done is they've eliminated the idea of one, one consistent timeline. Okay. You know, they, so- they, even, they even hint at um, like the idea of, of Endgame and all that and all the time travel there, like, that was okay because that was always meant to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead, X. Marvel, like DC, has had multiple universes that kind of overlapped over each other. And they have, like, the zombie universe. They have the monkey universe. They have uh, universes where Gwen Stacy lived and became Spider-Man or Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. Spider um, they always have the what-if universes, which we'll talk about in a little bit, like how little things change and that, like, spawn something else. Mm-hmm. So they have different universes that kind of overlap over each other. The biggest example of that, if you watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, there's different um, Spider-Man universes. So you have different Peter Parkers um, or different people who play Spider-Man. That's why you have Miles Morales. Miles Morales is just basically an update of Spider-Man telling them for modern times because they decided, like, hey, we need to have somebody of color representing Spider-Man because, you know, he's an everyday man like that. So that was just yeah. basically what they did, and they modernized the storyline. Like, he still got bit. His All the things happened the same, but just, like, it's a new person doing it. Right. So basically all these timelines, Loki is trying to fuck – is just trying to become king, and he's fucking things up. So, like, his punishment, he has to catch who's fucking things up in this other timeline. Okay. And it turns out someone who's fucking everything up is another Loki. Oh, shit. So it all becomes, okay, so now how can I... Part of it is is one Loki wanting to just create chaos. The other Loki trying to use this as an excuse to to basically stay alive. Because, you know, if you very... If you're... If you're person for some strange reason doesn't follow like the flow of the timeline of events you get eliminated oh so he he did something that happened in it for example in endgame you know they dropped the tesseract or whatever it was and loki got a hold of it in this particular series that was never supposed to happen so he immediately gets caught by uh by people who control the timeline and they're gonna kill him eliminated mm. because that's not the way the timeline's supposed to go. So now he wants to confront those people and 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 take over that when he realizes that everybody in that in that time they call it the TVA. Anybody in the TVA, um, it's like the ultimate power. Some guy opens a drawer and there's a, a bunch of infinity stones in there. He goes, those are infinity stones. He goes, oh, we just use those as paperweights <laughs> because they have no they have no power for those guys. It's like they're, mm-hmm. they're they're nothing. It's like um. The gems that you get over at um, Disneyland that you just to, you throw as many as you can into a, a satchel. Yeah. So everybody's got these ulterior motives, and it 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 drives the story and and how the relationship between all these people works. Mm. It was a, it was a good series, and and it it just ends in chaos, and it's gonna be a second. There's gonna be initial seasons of this, unlike the other Marvel shows. Well, they're talking now that because. WandaVision did so well that they're going to bring back a, a second season of WandaVision, which I don't think is right because it, it just one, one, one and done is good. The story ended. The story there did. The story uh-huh. with Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended. This is the only one they left up in the air. Yeah. You know, so now I'm hearing that the whole um, the whole what if series now people are saying is almost a response to the end of end of season one of Loki. Because everything's now in disarray, and these these what if tales can be seen. Mm. So, Which, how many what ifs have you watched? I've watched uh, the first two. That's the only two that have been out so far. Yeah, I've only watched the first one. The first one was good. It makes sense, and I liked it because it puts um, Agent Carter as a hero. I mean, we always thought she was a badass and as a hero, 
but like it shows her how badass she really is and how much of a potential that she was missing because she wasn't given the opportunity because she was a female. Yes, and that's that's the entire thing that happened between um her her character in Captain America, you know, her whole character in Agent Carter, which I guess is now not even canon at this point, you know, but the idea of she was never given the respect she deserved because she was a woman. When she becomes the super soldier, she finally got the respect she deserves. And the only one who ever really saw that was Steve Rogers. And I like how Steve Rogers got the uh, Iron Man suit. The... He became, yeah, became the first Iron Man. That was cool. Yeah. So um, since Steve Rogers was always destined to become the hero because he had the heart of a hero, but he didn't have the body of a hero. Um, Tony Stark Howard Stark. Did Howard Stark just decided like, hey, I'm going to come up with a, a tank suit for this guy. And he uses uh, the, the Iron Man heart to power it. So, I mean, I was just like, wow, that's just, that's so, yeah, that's just so. Yeah, so you know, he became the Hydra Smasher. <clears throat> yeah. I've always wanted to, whatchamacallit, start a thing, you know how they have steampunk? Mm-hmm. I always want to come up with atomic punk, mm-hmm. which is basically like, you see it from a 50s perspective. Like everything, you know, like, you know, it's like how they do, like how, like how would they build uh, a cell phone using like 50s technology? So that's kind of like that a comic be punk. a brick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be a brief. It'd have a rotary dial like, on it. Like um, the the uh, DeLorean that they use in the fifties. That would be like Atomic Punk. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's also a Van Halen song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, you got to go watch the second episode. Though. The second episode uh, that was the tearjerker. It was. Um, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Oh, wow. So uh, Chadwick Boseman did do the voice. Yeah, so I, was, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so that that was a, a punch in the feels right there with that. Um, but the premise of this one is when um, when uh, Yondu came to Earth to get to get Peter, the like taser uh, face and is uh, I can't remember uh, James Gunn's brother's name in the in the in the universe is, but uh they picked up T'Challa instead. So T'Challa ended up becoming like partners with Yondu at the point, you know, and uh, he became this big Robin Hood character where he would, he would steal and redistribute wealth and, and, and help all these planets out. And the Ravagers, you know, went that way. There's even a little knock in, in the middle of it. They're, they're talking one of the guys, the guy, um, who was supposed to? Who was attacking Peter Quill in the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one? Yeah, the, uh, the African American guy. He was in that, and he gets he's starstruck when he realizes that Star Lord is trying to steal the the stuff from the planet. <laughs> to the point where where he fights he fights him and uh, and T'Challa beats him and he ends up joining T'Challa. So he becomes part mm-hmm. of the Ravengers and part of T'Challa's crew because he's so enamored by him. And they're talking about all these good deeds T'Challa's done, and like he was able to stop Thanos from doing the snap. Wow! And Thanos actually ended up joining the Ravagers too. Does it have any mm-hmm. other other Guardians of the Galaxy? It, there's a scene where uh, Batista is like a bartender, uh-huh. and Nebula is kind of like a femme fatale, and she's working at it. But uh, the big bad in that one ends up being the Collector. So it does that, and then at the very end of the episode. You kind of go back. They're like, "Well, if this happened to Chala, what happened to to the person who was the the real son of the Celestial?" 
and you see Peter working in a Dairy Queen. Yeah. So it was definitely it was a it was a fun episode and uh, getting Chadwick Boseman in there and and that stuff. Oh man, it was totally worth it. I know there's a Spider One Man Spider Man one coming up, but uh, Tom Holland they didn't have Tom Holland do the voice. Interesting. Probably that's because of, that's probably when they had that weird negotiation thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think Scarlett Johansson did her voice either. But again, I think that might have been negotiation stuff with all the Black Widow stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But these were always some of the most fun comics anyway. The what if yeah. stories. I remember it was great because you didn't have to buy everyone. But if there was like a really cool cover or a really cool storyline that caught your eye, you'd pick it up. Like, yeah. I remember what if Daredevil had killed the Kingpin? I'm like, oh, that looks badass. I'm going to go buy it. Or there was that one, or what if, I remember, what if Spider-Man had married Black Cat? That one always pops up in my memory, because that was like a two-part, and it's very rare you had a two-part what-if series, a comic, but, mm-hmm. you know, they were usually just bottle bottle comics. Now, do you remember our favorite what-if line? What if Superman had a Green Lantern ring? I think he would have a White Lantern ring at this point. Back then, White that Lan- wasn't there. Yeah, but... Yeah. You know, at this point, you think about it, you're like, oh, he'd probably be a White Lantern. So that means, and then we said, like, that means Sinestro, or would that, would that mean that Bizarro would have a Sinestro ring? That was always our story. Even though they're not, I'm going to call it. They're, they're not, not Marvel Universe, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what, um, what should we call it? DC did with their Elseworlds line. The first yeah. Elseworlds stories was uh, Gotham by Gaslight. You know, what if Batman existed during the time of Jack the Ripper? Mm-hmm. And then I remember another one. Was called the nail. That's, I remember reading. What if, um, basically, a nail stopped uh, Ma and Pa Kent from picking up Kyle from uh, the meteor shower? Like, what would yeah. happen? Or they had like one the Red Sun one. Red Sun one was a really good one. Yeah. What if um, Superman fell into Russia instead of the United States, and how things would be different? Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of those little. That's even turned into an animated feature. Yeah. The the thing with the Elseworlds tales is they usually weren't single single contained comics. They were more of a, a mini series. So you maybe got six comics out of it, and uh, it was different. It was good though. That gave them time to to build a better story. Definitely. I think it's about time for so, another break. So I think Harrison Ford. Oh, good. Uh, I think Harrison Ford to stop making movies. <laughs> he should stop trying to reprise just, his roles as an action hero. He, he just, just gets, gets hurt keep, all the time. Like getting hurt and. How old is he? 90? Uh, 80, I want to say. He's pushing 80. Close to know. Close to I know. He's, wow. so he's about my, my dad's 75. I know he's my father. He's close to my father's age, not older. Mm-hmm. He is 79. Wow. 79 and married to Calista Flockhart still. Yep. God, I remember I remember, I remember that, that was like, a big deal. Because of the age difference. Yeah. She's uh She's 56. And now, what has she done since her TV show? Nothing. Nothing, because she doesn't like, have She got to. married to him. <laughs> she got hit married to him, and like she don't have to do shit because he makes all the fucking money. Yeah, she she rarely even steps out. It's anymore. like um, like you guys probably don't remember, but Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. No, it was a band from like the eighties. I know the name. I know the name. Anyway, we could play their music because nobody gives a shit about them anymore. So, <laughs> at the next segment break is Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. <laughs> okay. Anyway, she married Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel, who's done like so many other things. Mm-hmm. I, after that, after she married him, I've never heard shit from her anymore. So she doesn't you know, have to. You know, 
yeah. yeah. It's like Phoebe Cates. She hasn't done a movie since fucking uh, Chop Dead Fred because she married, I think, was it Chris Klein? I don't know who the fuck she married, but like, she's like, hey, she hit the lottery. Fuck you guys, I ain't doing shit anymore. <laughs> and with that, let's take a break. Sounds good.
So looking at the Star Wars stuff, I actually don't know anything about Star Wars Visions. Look up uh, really quick. As- yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the top like uh, anime uh, artists from Japan. Uh-huh. They basically Lucas went to them and said, you know, hey, give us your rendition of what your vision of Star Wars would be like if you had a chance to to write it, tell a story. So you've got all these like top artists that are already Star Wars fans mm-hmm. uh, are coming up with their own visions of how the, the universe is from their eyes. So I haven't seen the trailer yet myself, but I'm, I'm fairly familiar with it. So uh, I'm, I'm saving myself because this thing's gonna be freaking awesome when it when it comes out. Uh, speaking of which, did you guys watch the end of Bad Batch? Yes, I've seen all of Bad Batch. Did you find out, like, about the Easter egg at the very end? No. So, okay, they take Namase to uh, this Imperial base. Oh, okay, I think I know what you're hinting at then. Okay, go ahead. Heir of the Empire? Oh, no, I didn't see the Heir of the Empire one. I didn't think about that. So, that place is Palpatine's, uh, like, that's where he's conducting all of his experiments. Right. Um. Excuse me. I actually just heard something else too. Um, that it could possibly lead into the second season of the Bad Batch could also lead into the um, formation of the Dark Troopers. Uh, but that that area is where Palpatine apparently was trying to clone Luke from Heir to the Empire. That's okay. That's like falling into like that timeline as well, I guess. So I don't know how true that is, but that's I've heard a lot of people talking about that and say that there's a possibility because what they were just what they showed is what's described in air to the empire so yeah, yeah. okay i heard that too so I was at, at this the point egg things oh go ahead um i've heard that the east on the easter egg things that this is basically setting up like the plot uh elements from the air of the empire plot yeah so this is where i probably see thron coming in because remember thron wasn't the new order he was the empire he was mm-hmm. the last remnants of the Empire. Yeah. He wasn't Which they're already... Was a... They hinted that in Mandalorian already. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very muddy because... I mean, I can see it. And like it, it, can, it can be set up really well. Right now, we're still... Um, Luke's just been born, obviously. So they're not experimenting on Luke's hand at that point. Okay. Yeah. So that's where... That's where I'm like, I'm, I'm a little murky on like the timelines and mm-hmm. how all that's working out. But that's apparently that's supposed to be the, the area yeah. where eventually that's where yeah. it leads to. And that makes sense because right now, I mean, this is, I mean, literally just after Order 66. Mm-hmm. So Luke has just been born. So we're playing on, on that. This is, I think this is the founding of that, having Namaste there. Mm-hmm is founding on it so at this point um you can get to this is the precursor to probably dr pershing mm-hmm. yeah and his, and his experiments because i saw that the the uniform the woman was marrying woman that was wearing that uh, met him yeah. there at, at the platform was wearing the same outfit dr pershing was yes and that symbol they're thinking maybe that's not what are they, Kaminoans or what, what's the name? Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Yeah. That's not their symbol. 
but it's a symbol of the cloning guild. Because remember, Star Wars is broken up in different guilds. There's a bounty hunter guild. Mm-hmm. There's probably uh, uh, the what should we call it? The mining guild. So where does this fall into? Mm-hmm. And it makes a little more sense. And if you're gonna, it's you could change things around, but you could use still use stuff that was written from the past. Mm-hmm. That way, it's not you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's exactly. elements there that you could use what you like and then what you don't like you could get rid of and you could all make it fit into a cohesive universe and how good is Filoni at doing that you know he's 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 better than george lucas is at it i hate to say it yeah well you got a younger fresher mind and he's just taking off of george's lead anyways yeah this yeah it's someone who's been able to to soak it in since it's been around not he's not making it on the cusp he's seen it all and building on that, and uh, let's just hope he keeps the name of the slave one the same. Not what yes. is it called? Fire, Firefly, or some bullshit. <laughs> I think it's just listed as Boba no. Fett's ship or something like that on the Lego box. Have you seen that? I thought they actually had a name for. It. I thought they had a name for it. For <laughs> Boba Fett's ship. Mm-hmm. Now you got to remember, this is not the first time. <laughs> They've had a chance to name of a ship for, for toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Years ago, I picked up Steve Sansweet, who's a guy who's the collector for Star Wars stuff. Yes. His first book, his first book was just like from concept to um, screen to collectible, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong with the title, but he said that Darth Vader's ship when they made it into a toy was called the Executioner, and they didn't want to use that was too dark of a name to use for toys so they try to come up with all these new names to sell that as a toy that finally the name they came up with was the most obvious was uh darth vader star destroyer Mm -hmm. so this is not the first time that the toys have had to kind of redo their name to make it for a market but yeah we've already seen this marketing go out as slave one for years yeah, uh, uh, fire spray. 1981. It's called fire spray now. Fire spray sounds ridiculous. That it does. <laughs>